Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, Friday is becoming one of my least favorite days of the week. Can I tell you why? Mm. Yes, you can. I don't, I don't, yeah. Is it, does it have anything to do with having to hang out and talk hoops with me for an hour? No, no, no. I look forward okay. to that every week. But I, uh, you know, so last year we, we paid somebody to do our lawn. Okay. And, um, you know, so I was, I was, it was a nice like situation. The only thing was like it, you know, if, if, if we needed it done in a pinch, it wasn't always the easiest to try to get that guy around here. So, okay. um, and it was, you know, it was, uh, 120 bucks a month, which okay. over the course of a season, you can just pay for a lawnmower and, and, you know, yeah, but have you that taken care of. Yeah, but you don't want to do it yourself. Well, that's what I said last year. And right. uh, I let Jen talk me into getting a lawnmower and doing it oh, myself. No. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That palatial estate that you've got there? All that land? It's like a freaking half acre. I'm I can't imagine you, people who have more. Like, any more than this is just... You better get, you better, you get, you better get one of them riding joints. <laughs> well, that was the thing. So, I remember... You better, I, you better spend like six grand to get one of them riding joints. <laughs> I told Jen, I was like, if I ever mow this lawn, I will, get, I will be getting a ride-on lawnmower. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is non-negotiable. You better get one of them John Deere's or whatever they call it. The thing is, when you're married, non-negotiable means it's negotiable in one direction and not negotiable in the other. I tried. So I when tried, Jen I said, tried, "Hey, I tried that once. It didn't take, brother." Yeah, I Jen. So Jen goes, um, "Yeah, I. It can't be that hard to mow the lawn." And she was like, "Yeah, and and like, you know, some some weeks I'll handle the mowing." And I was like, sure, "Oh yeah, sure. Sure you, sure you My will. my pregnant wife is going to be out there mowing the lawn. Sure That'll look will. fantastic to my yeah, neighbors. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like it's going to be freaking August. She'll be right. eight months pregnant. Right. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be 97 degrees out there. <laughs> sipping a margarita while my wife is out there. <laughs> at every pass, she has to come by and fan you and feed you one grape at a time, too. <laughs> so You missed a spot, honey. Yeah. So long story short, I have been doing the lawn well, fri- on Fridays. Friday is lawn care day. Okay. Friday is lawn care day. Um, I, you know, and I try to get it. I try to knock it out in the morning. Or, you know, worst comes to worst, I'll knock it out in the evening. Um, you don't want to do it in the middle of the day out here because it's it gets hot, hot. And I don't think you want to do it at all. Well, no, I, I yeah, once is, is to the save wrong. 30 bucks a week. What? No, <laughs> what? No. So, yeah. Well, all right. What's funny though is that it, it's not like in the moment, it's not that terrible right now as it's, it's, it hasn't gotten like to nineties consistently in the morning. So okay, like, it's not that bad All right. as you're doing it. You know, you just pop in the AirPods mm-hmm. and you listen to a podcast mm-hmm. and you just kind of lose yourself to walking back and forth across my palatial estate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not buying any of this. You started all of this well, you're telling me why Friday is now this your is least the thing. favorite day of the week. As you're doing it, not that bad. Like you, you find yourself breathing harder than you anticipated, but it's not terrible. Sounds terrible. Afterward, though, after you're done and you come inside and you wash off all the grass and stuff, that is when, like, my feet are like tired. I am tired. I just, I just want to take a nap. Um, and so, yeah, Fridays, you know, I have become something you wake up on Friday. You're like, oh, okay. All right. This is a thing. You're not and, the only one who woke up on Friday and went, oh, this is a thing. 
<laughs> I'm trying to be professional broadcaster there. Like that. You like that? Um, yeah, mowing the lawn sucks. Yeah. And yeah. you should have somebody else do it. Mistakes all were this, made. All the uh, mistakes were made. All mistakes this money, made. all this, all this money you have. Oh yeah, from, so from, much money. <laughs> Just made yeah. out of money. Yeah, all that money you got. Yeah, Two hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt. So that, much money. All that money you got, man. You better uh, a man, a man of your stature. You should. Uh, <laughs> Property tax is gonna go up four hundred bucks. So much money. Should be. That sounds fun. That sounds great. It's, it's you at this at this point, you may as well move back to California. There are people who are actually leaving Texas to move back to California because property taxes have been have become so insane. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's uh, let's get to what, what we're actually going to talk about. What are you drinking? You're drinking a margarita. You got the the tumbler. You got that, that yep. Yeti tumbler. So I figured went, that's margarita. Went with a marg. Made mm -hmm. myself some carne asada, so I went with a marg to accompany it and then to bring on in here to the room. You are mm -hmm. actually sipping on Hennessy today, mm -hmm. so our sponsor will be thrilled and excited to find that out. Shut up, Devin. <laughs> Is it actually going on? Yes. Is Devin mowing the lawn? Uh, he's doing something. Can we get this motherfucker a girlfriend? Does anybody know a dating site for peacocks? Is there we something? Need, we need a peacock named Kendall, right? Is there like a, we just, I guess. Is there an yeah. app I can go on? Is that the right Kardashian? Kardashian? Is that the right Kardashian? I don't know. And that's a I Jenner, know. I think, but I don't know. Oh, don't it's know a Jenner. Ones are which. Yeah, that one's a Jenner. I don't know which ones are which. Um, yeah, is that the one that Ben Simmons? One of them is uh, Travis Scott, right? And I think the other one is... Uh, Ben Simmons and Devin Booker, not the Peacock, the basketball player, um, and whomever. Shout out Chris Humphreys, who I think started all of this, that family's fascination Technically with NBA Ray players. Ray J is responsible. No, but I mean with everybody. the NBA players. Yeah. Shout out Chris Humphreys, and they're like, maybe the only wedding in history I'm aware of that was shorter than mine. <laughs> or marriage, <laughs> marriage, rather, not wedding. Yeah, My marriage. wedding was not short. I think it's like uh, that one, Britney's like first marriage, right? Anyway. Um, today we're going to talk about like literally so an hour. We before. are so far afield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm goofy because I'm telling. I goofy. love this show. It's so much. <laughs> it is so much fun to talk basketball and whatever the else comes into our warped brains every week. Uh, today we are going to talk about literally and basically an hour right before we went on here. Uh, news broke that Paul George will not be available for tonight's game, tonight's uh, playing game between the Clippers mm -hmm. and the Pelicans. He uh, got the COVID and is now in health and safety protocols for the foreseeable future. Yes. Um, Aaron, unfortunately, placed a couple dolphins on the on the wrong side of history here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what's funny is that like when the line moves when the when the money line moves i think i might place some some interests of my own on the clippers i think there there might be some value in in betting against the pelicans team that has been up and down all year and now gets to take a sigh of relief like i, I think there's some value here i mean uh it's not like like Paul George in a playoff setting is something that like, oh my God, they're, how are they going to replace this guy? Well, look, I, in, in a one game setting, um, I think, uh, and we'll talk about the play in here in a second, like conceptually, but in a one game setting, um, in elimination game, there are a handful of coaches in the NBA that like the guys that will just do just about anything and are really just masters of adjusting mm -hmm. on the fly in game planning in one game scenarios 
Ty Lue is one of those guys. Spolstra, Nick Nurse is one of those guys. So didn't the Lakers have a chance at Ty Lue? Was that? Am I, am I remembering that right? I, I think there was a birthday cake involved. Do I? Ty Lue allegedly, I did mm. not see said birthday cake other than so, on social media, but Ty Lue allegedly celebrated his birthday. If social media is to be believed, and it generally is not, but if it is to be believed, <laughs> there was a Lakers-themed birthday cake for, yeah. for Ty Lue in Vegas, yes. And then, like, like reportedly, I think if I'm, I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly, that reportedly Kurt was going to be on the bench and... Ty Lue instead opted for unemployment, which is uh, respectable. So yeah, I would, let's talk about these playing. <laughs> so here, you know what's interesting? Here's here's what is what is actually interesting. Yeah. You mean is, that wasn't interesting? That was not interesting. Oh, okay. No, I, it wasn't that. That wasn't interesting. But um, yeah, I think the listeners find that interesting. Probably. My eye is uh, switching every time Lakers coaching comes up. My left eye starts twitching. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Why you you want the job? <laughs> Hell that no. that is? Reflexively at that point? No, no. There is, um, <laughs> give me give me my, my comfy job over here where I get to critique coaching. So LeBron and Mark Cuban were vo- both very vocal against uh, the playing games, right? There's 82 games. You work to be whatever you are. And then if you're the seven or eight seed, you're not necessarily in. And I think the NBA not not, I don't. Think, I know the NBA started it because they had lost so so much inventory, TV inventory, revenue. They want yeah, but yeah, they like like all lost. Oh all yeah, the games, both the yeah. inventory. Yeah, both words work. Yeah, so they lost the inventory and then lost the revenue because of that. That they wanted to give something back to uh, the the TV television partners, another thing to sell. And what they did in the bubble is say, yes, we're going to do this, but you have to be within a certain threshold uh, or a certain range of games. You can, I think it was four games or something. You, uh, I, I, was it four games? You had to be close enough to the eight seed yeah. to qualify. And so this is like precisely what Mark Cuban and LeBron uh, were, were lamenting, right? You play mm-hmm. all this season. The Clippers have earned the eight seed through the season. And now they still have to play twice to, and they do have an advantage, right? If you're the seven and eight, you only have to win one of two games. You have two chances. But now Paul George is out with COVID, and quite obviously the Clippers were significantly had a significantly better season than the Pelicans or the Spurs in this case. Um, and now they're still going to have to fight for their lives just to get in. So. I don't know if anything is going to change. Look, I like the uh, the genie is you're not putting the genie back in the bottle, right? The play-in is here to stay, um, and it's really great television and it's great games. But is it like fair? I don't know. So I wonder if they. The problem is, I think they should go back to what they did in the bubble, which is like to qualify nine and ten should have to be in some reasonable range, right? Mm-hmm. And and the Clippers were. I don't know, six or seven or I think eight. There's seven games, games up on, on yeah. New Orleans. So it like kind of isn't fair. The problem with that though, so I think there should be, you should have to be the nine and ten should have to be within some threshold. They should have mm-hmm. to be close enough. The problem with that though is you're going to your television partners and saying, here are these you know, four extra games. And then what if 
somebody is doesn't qualify and then there is maybe there's only one play in game in one conference or there's no play in games in one conference i it's kind of hard to say well like hey espn tnt whatever here are four extra games that everybody's going to want to watch yeah well, like, actually, not, not just not even like normal games by the right. way like we're talking about like high leverage like right. march well, actually, madness this games. year we only have one because teams weren't yeah. close enough so i don't know what to do about it but the play-in is not going anywhere mm-hmm. but this is very illustrative of what some of the initial hesitation from most publicly mark cuban and lebron um yeah right this is what they were talking about well all right to which i would say a league that uh load management is as pervasive as it is like Mm -hmm. you can't you can't begrudge a an 83rd or an 84th game play-in type scenario if stars have sat out on like by choice Mm -hmm. seven or eight games over the course of a season like that's not i'm not here now and now like look and by the way they're really good the playing games are a lot of fun and they're great the warriors and lakers last year was great I think, yeah no it was a great game it was fun yeah the two biggest stars in the league and it did i think it was wild like, numbers i think it was the most watched nba game on cable in like 20 something years yeah so, yeah yeah and then you know so so you have load management is my first kind of retort to people saying like it's not fair it's not fair it's not fair it's like all right fine play every game Play, play every game that you're available for, that you feel physically able to play for. Um, that would be my first one. And then the other one here, too, like with the Clippers specifically in this situation, they had a double-digit lead in Minnesota with Carl yeah. Anthony Towns having fouled out. It was within their, it was within their control. God, how bad was Cal? Good Lord, he dude. Was how bad was Cal? I was watching him. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? No, was, like, <laughs> I was like, why are you still playing this dude? He's going to foul out. All right, he fouled out. Maybe and he fouled out him. on the dumbest foul, too. Maybe like, he we fouled out. Him to foul out because he, he was basura. <laughs> he was awful. Yeah, just straight ass. Um, he was so, awful. So, like, the Clippers had that situation. Like Paul George was available in that game. Yes. And and again, Cat was not. Uh, the Clippers had what a double digit lead. On. I, go, we, I cannot overstate how bad he was. What was he doing? Like <laughs> it was funny too because like I have a bunch of friends in Minnesota and and I root for the Vikings too. So like the Wolves are kind of like and I and I always thought that uh, D'Angelo Russell got kind of a raw deal in L.A. So like I, I like I, I just find myself like turning on Wolves games. Wait, sometimes. how did you not adopt them as your your playoff team? Uh, if all of I, this is true. How did you not adopt them? I mean, and we should also update because we started this on the show last yeah, week. We, so we, we will. should update. But like, how did you not? Uh, how did you not take the Wolves as your adopted playoff team then? Because I, I get enough of Minnesota sports in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota sports is misery, dude. I'm way. telling you, it's like that's that some that dumb dumbass. Uh, reporter or columnist in the in the sun times or something like that was like telling wolves fans not to celebrate that as he writes he covers baseball they celebrate like, have you guys wild card games won? all the fucking time has what minnesota are you doing? Done, won anything since kirby puckett no in any sport have they won anything since no kirby oh puckett? no i take that back the links the links have a, a a championship oh okay the the but for the WNBA, but I, but other than that like you have the WNBA and then Kirby Puckett back in like the 80s, and that is yeah. it. Dan Gladden. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> I, look, I, I, I am a, a Vikings fan, and it was the worst decision of my sports life was yeah. start like liking Randy Moss enough to, to hop on that bandwagon, which, like, he was fucking good. Like, he was Dante really, really Culpepper good. and Randy Moss, they, yeah. they, put a, they put up some numbers. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, like, I, like, so, you know, the Clippers specifically in this situation, like, I, I see a lot of people going, like, oh, man, this is so unfair for the Clippers. They could have won. Well, yeah, they, that's the other they thing, did, right? They, 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 and this is the other thing. Injuries happen everywhere. Luca yeah. just got hurt right before yeah. Dallas right. goes off and plays Utah. Like injuries right. happen all the time. That's right. why you got to take. Jaw just came back, and Memphis yeah. would dominate. Steph is Steph. Steph we is, still don't we Steph? We still don't know. We yeah. think game one, but last year Anthony Davis against right. Phoenix. You know, well, basically everybody against Phoenix. This is, but this, yes, this is yes, everybody against Phoenix. <laughs> but this is. This is why, like, every championship matter, right? People say, oh, the bubble, the Lakers, yeah. whatever. Okay, if it was so easy, then why didn't your team do it? I, I every, had no idea that only the Lakers were playing in the bubble. Everybody else was if playing If it was so easy and it's Mickey Mouse blizzards. and all of that, where why didn't your team win it if it was so easy? Was it harder? I don't know. Was it easier? I don't know. But why didn't your team win? And, yeah. right, the, before that, why did... Toronto, the Raptors weren't beating the Warriors, right? Mm, Clay was hurt and KD was hurt, right? And like in the Warriors winning because uh, Kyrie was out and Kevin Love was like, this is what happens in the NBA. It's all injuries and luck. And so I think that's, I think that is a fair point that you're making. And I would also say to the Clippers, right? Do I think like this is kind of bad luck and like unfair? Yeah, kind of. But if you don't like it, Clippers, then get to six, win enough, Every time. win, if, win more, win, do play better, win more and get to six. So you don't have to worry about it. Every time I hear fair, like the word fair, that is not referring to like a County fair. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear fair, I just want to say like, grow up. Yeah. Who's, <laughs> who says it's going to be fair? Right? Like, <laughs> like, where have you been? Yeah. Where is this world, this fair world that you are talking about? Correct. Yeah. And, and again, like, right. Uh, Mark Cuban, whatever, two years ago, LeBron, if you don't like it, then play better, win more, get to six, and then yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Right. Clippers. Yeah, this sucks. And it is kind of unfair that you have to go through this too bad. Play again, better. play better. Take care of the business in front yeah. of you, man. Like play, that's, play better, play better and get to the sixth seed and you don't have to worry about it. It's like how many teams have had the opportunity to close out a series in game five or six and lose, and then somebody gets hurt. And then now all of a sudden you're in this series. It might go to seven. Right. Like right. this shit happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Again, 73 Vikings team, right? fan. Draymond, How many Draymond five, field goals? And yeah. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what happens. You, field goals. Like we're, we're like you, football is this game that is played over the entirety of the, of, of the uh, 60 minutes or whatever, however long the, the game minutes, is yeah. Yeah. like, and then, and then in the last 30 seconds, you bring in a soccer player to kick a foot field, like <laughs> to, to kick a goal. Like, what are we doing here? And, and for some reason that has defined my, my luck as a Vikings fan, because, uh, the Vikings just refuse to employ kickers who can make kicks in those moments. But anyway, I'm not bitter. Hey, um, Stephon Diggs got you that one, uh, yeah. in the play. but look, right. It's, uh, but how, let's say, right? I, play I stupid talk- games, win stupid prizes, right? Yeah. Like, I want to talk about business. the the play-ins themselves, though. Like, because I, I think it's really easy. Like, this is where I think Twitter becomes part of the simulation, right? Where, okay, where for 
23 hours of a day, we sit here and we whine about the situation and everything that's wrong with everything. And then we get to the actual play in game and it is, it is some of the most entertaining basketball of yeah, the last great. few Compelling. years has been direct results yeah. of the play in game. Yeah. And so and, like, and, what are we and, doing? <laughs> and it's helped. And it has also helped in addition with the flattening odds. It has helped, right? Like teams are, have more to play for down the stretch. So you do get, in some cases, better basketball down the stretch in the regular season games because teams have something to fight for and like the games themselves are compelling. And I think it even adds some extra layers of intrigue throughout the season, right? Like I think I want to say the, at the trade deadline, I want to say the Pelicans because they started, I think one in 12 or one in 13. Mm -hmm. They were like six games back or eight games back of eighth. And, you know, three years ago before the play-in, they just shut it down and, and yeah. quit, right? But Board up the there windows. was still something to play for for them. So they go out and acquire CJ McCollum, who's been really good for them. Uh, so I, I think it does. It is also, in addition to being really compelling and fun, it also adds a, an extra layer or two for some teams. It gives a bunch of more fan bases something. And, yeah. and a reason for cool. these teams to actually try to win instead of just saying, eh, fuck it. Yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go get draft picks. Well, and in these in these play-in games, you get uh players who have probably not been showcased over the course of the season, right? Not many casual fans are watching Minnesota games on right. Thursday nights on TNT. Yeah, right. How how often are the Cavs on national TV? Right. Yeah. All that. And then and then now like the flip side to it, like because I think everything has kind of a downside. Like I I do kind of wonder with the advent of the playing games, have some of these like older veteran laden uh, and superstar laden uh, teams kind of looked at the playing games like, oh, we just got to win one game against some like eight or nine seed. Oh, yeah, we can we can take care of that. And and now I do think that might change, uh, probably as a result of this situation here, where yeah, we thought we would have Paul George and then we didn't, right? right. Um, and so, hey, like, know your business, and you don't have to worry about it, right? Now, yeah. So, I, I do think we'll probably get a correction there. Um, the other, the other kind of unintended consequence as a result of teams like the Pelicans um, not thinking or, or 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 believing that they still have a chance at making it to the playoffs, and you know, let alone making some noise once they get there. Teams like the Pelicans used to kind of bolster better teams over the course of a season. So, by the end of the year the good teams tended to be better than I think they might be right now mm -hmm. because, you know, the, the Pelicans would make kind of build for the future moves and those teams that were good right now would make win now moves and you would get some some role players on teams that you wouldn't otherwise have um, well, or that, might we not about have this now. At, we talked about this at, at, the, deadline. at the trade. Yeah, at the trade deadline mm -hmm. where the uh, supply and demand equilibrium is a place is at a place in the NBA where it hasn't yeah. been before because – there are just fewer sellers yeah, uh, because there are, there's more to play for. Yeah. yeah. And, and so like, you know, I, I think some of these things are going to have a correction, right? Some of these things, like we're already probably going to start seeing it with, with older teams, no longer looking at the plan game. It's just an opportunity to take another night off somewhere else. Um, and I think with the buyers and sellers in the league, like it'll just reset the price. It'll just, it'll just cost more to get a player. And some teams will be willing to pay that price. Um, Overall, though, if you're if you were to ask me, net negative, net positive, giant net positive. Yeah, I think, I think it's a win. Yeah, I think, uh, absolutely I think, I think giant win. win. I think it's a win for the league. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Like I'm, I'm, uh, 
there's there's one more kind of unintended consequence, which I'll talk about in a second. But you know, I I made I barbecued the other night and had a bunch of people over. Yeah, anything gets you to cook more, man. Like, right, that's a win for like, everybody. Right, it's it's more it's like fun. It's another like event, and it feels kind of March Madness ish. Yeah, right. For some teams, it's win or go home in you know in the nine ten games. So it's win or go home, and now we get another set of of uh, elimination games tonight. It was a carne asada tonight. I'm making the I'm making the tacos. I'm channeling you had what you had before, um, mm-hmm. I guess, lunch for you before the show. Yeah. So it is like a, appointment viewing and, and an event, which the more of those we get, um, you know, in the NBA, the better. Although I, I would stay away from this in-season tournament that Adam Silver yeah. wants, this like soccer style thing that nobody's going to care about. Yeah. Um, but the other unintended consequence is some of the the especially the top seeds who are going to play these teams that are playing in the play-in that advance through the play-in. There's kind of the, uh, the like rest versus rust mm-hmm. question that is in the NFL all the time, right? With the buys in the NFL, you get the week off. Yeah, it's great to, to rest, but now you have to go up again. You haven't played right. Uh, Phoenix or, or Memphis uh, Miami, like those teams are going to be playing teams that have Boston they're going to be playing teams that have played recently either once or twice in the last few days while they will have six, seven days off before they play. So that is maybe one and like the rest is great, but if it's enough to get rusty and you get punched in the mouth at the beginning of game one, because you haven't played in a, in a week, I think that maybe is one other unintended consequence. So I don't know how you fix it. Maybe you, put the play-in games closer to the end of the regular season and then start the the actual playoffs a little earlier to prevent a little some of that rust possibly maybe but i know that the nba really loves having the the playoffs on you know saturday and sunday so yeah that well, maybe I, is one other unintended consequence i would also like because you mentioned i'm glad that you mentioned the the college basketball kind of feel to these games and i think that's really important you know like clearly there's this thing in the very same sport that grabs the attention mm-hmm. of the entire country, the sports yeah. world. And college um, basketball for sucks. a month. College yeah, college basketball is pro- terrible. It's an awful product. Product sucks. Yeah, it's bad basketball. It's no fun. Like the regular season in in college basketball is unwatchable. Yet millions yet, of people. Yeah, right, and yet millions of people, you know, tune in, flock to different places to for for that event specifically. So like. Of course, the NBA wants to get a piece of that. Like yeah, they, yeah. they should. It's only smart. And then the other thing too is, like, it's it's both a positive and a negative. I think in the NBA that the NBA playoffs are the most predictable of all of the playoff settings. I think, yes, year in year out, the best team wins best team in basketball wins more, more yeah. often, Correct. yeah, than in any other sport, than in any of the major sports, and. And I, I think that's good. I think you should reward the best team if possible, but it does lead to, you know, so at the start of the year, you kind of know who's going to be there. And it's really difficult, if not impossible to change that, that window or to change that, that preview, most season previews hold up in the NBA. Well, you know, what's fun. I, I, yeah. Except that's one of the, 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 I think really great things about this year. Yeah, is that this, this was an year? N- this was an NFL season. <laughs> this year feels more open than 
like even yeah. now, right? Like who, who the two favorites before the year were the Lakers and Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, we can talk about Ben Simmons. I don't know what's going on there, but now like, I don't Brooklyn, Brooklyn's, I don't think Brooklyn's beating the Celtics. Um, and the Lakers obviously had the season that the Lakers had. So this year feels like, I think there are legitimately, I don't know, six or seven teams maybe as of right now that it wouldn't shock me if they won. Right. And they're like, eh. but like in years past, right. We've known, okay, well it's going to be the Warriors and Cavs in the finals. Like, can we just yeah. fast forward like mm-hmm. sim, sim to end. Yeah. Um. And so, but this year I think is really like incredibly open, which is, which is a lot of fun. Could, it's Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix kind of separated themselves from everybody during the regular season. Are they going to win it? I don't know. Maybe they certainly yeah. could Milwaukee, Boston, uh, the Warriors. Sure. Memphis. I doubt it, but like, there's a bunch of teams, yeah. the Celtics. If you look at like, them and if you look at them in the right light, you know, if the right, right, if the right set of circumstances come around, like, yeah, well, and, and like, that's where I think the play-in has really added to this because like you still have the like some predictability, which I think is good. Like you can't you can't have a complete U-turn on the culture of what has historically won championships in your league. Like you can't you can't just throw that kind of a screwball in there and expect not everybody to not go like, wait, what the hell is this? But right. what the play-in does is like it offers the appearance of unpredictability, but at the end of the day. None of these playing teams are actually going to make noise against the, the 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 one and the two seed. Like none of them are. Uh, I mean, I don't think Brooklyn is going to beat the Celtics. But well, but but again, like that's the KD, appearance. You got you get you got KD and Kyrie. Like you got a shot. And like look against anybody. You you need at some point you're going to need one of these teams to actually make some noise so that it doesn't become just like just appearance of unpredictability and and actual, like you need some actual unpredictability here. And maybe Brooklyn is that team that does kind of inject actual unpredictability into the, the equation of the NBA. Uh, But, but for right now, what, what you have is you have, you know, some, some fun younger teams that uh, have younger names that, should be household names, but for whatever reason, because the NBA, TNT, and ESPN have no fucking idea what they're doing. Nobody knows who some of these people are. Oh, they, they know what they're doing. Well, they, they do. What they're but, doing works. I don't know that it's good for the sport. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. I don't know that it's good for the sport, but they know what they're doing. They're, well, selling, fine. they're selling LeBron and Steph. That's what but they're like, doing. You know, like golf is going to run into this too. Tiger eventually is going to retire, and everybody's gonna, with golf is going to be like, wait, what? Now what? Yeah. Like eventually do, Steph is going to retire, LeBron's going to retire and people are like, "All right, so who's this who's who's this Greek guy?" <laughs> who's this Greek guy that's like on pace to be yeah. the best who's, ever maybe? This, right. this guy might have a top 10 resume at 26. Yeah. We have no fucking idea who this guy is. But I'm sorry, did, I mean, like, I'm sorry TNT, part of it is part of it is like uh Atlanta wasn't I don't think Atlanta was in the play in last year, but they Went they were and surprised, in the, uh, surprised, finals. right? They went and surprised, and Trey Young became kind of a bigger star, right? And that carries over, and that experience. They took a huge step back this year, but that kind of carries over. And uh, Memphis beat the Warriors in kind of the unpredictability. Went to Chase Center and beat the Warriors, and then won Game One and then got smoked by Utah. But it kind of announced to the world who Jaw is. And then they've carried that momentum into 
you know, being having the second best record in the NBA this year. So mm-hmm. I think that there is some value in you're saying the unpredictability, but these younger teams who have a shot, even if they go into the playing game and lose, right? Even if Memphis had lost to the Warriors in the playing, like we all thought they were going to last year, that like, all right, we're starting to see these these yeah. guys. We're starting to see these new names and these younger teams are getting experience in a playoff at least like playoff well in the elimination game in the one and done it is a playoff environment right it is yeah. a win or go home so i think that is good for the league and it's it, it it can accelerate the process as it seems to have for um for memphis and and phoenix too right phoenix went into the bubble and had a chance to make the play in and went eight and oh in the bubble didn't make it in the seeding games they didn't get close enough to make the play in but then they carried that momentum, got Chris Paul, which also helps, but they carried that momentum forward mm-hmm. too. So I think giving some younger teams and some kind of like treadmill of mediocrity teams a chance at something to play for in games that matter is really good for those organizations and, and then good for the league. Yeah, well, those like Jaw has reps. Jaw has yeah, right. like a, a few reps under his belt that like might prepare him for this playoff run. And, and like, again, like, I think we should explain what you meant when I when you said that ESPN knows what they're doing, and I'm saying I don't think they know what they're doing. Okay, so what it, I mean is, what I mean is, what they're they giving are doing people is, they're giving people what they want. Correct. Like, what they're doing the is numbers good for say them. that right. know, numbers say that people want LeBron, want the Lakers, want Steph, want the Warriors, and right? that's it. <laughs> By and the way, and that's it. And and therefore, like those are the teams that are now presented on TNT on ESPN the most often. Um, look. The Dallas Cowboys are obviously kind of the brand in the NFL, but every team has a Thursday night game where they're the only team on TV that week. And um, almost every team, if they deserve one, get a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. And the NFL is so good at propping up the sport and not just the, the, the stars of the sport to, to sell to, the, to, to a fan base. And that's such a more sustainable way uh, to market yourself, and and I think the, the the NBA, what they might find out is, sure, it's always been a superstar sport, and NBA superstars are, in general, immensely more popular than in any other sport, right? right. Baseball, right. football, right. outside of Tiger Golf, NASCAR, right. like but that's, but hockey. That's the difference. It's not right. even close, right? But, but that's what. But that's why. Because, but right, like, do you know Josh Allen is what I don't know, right? He's the He's Probably one of like the, the best handful best. of players in the NFL, right? Yeah. If you well, maybe like wandered up and down. Quarterback. Yeah, he's great, right? Yeah. If you like ran into him on the street, do you know what Josh Allen looks like? No. Kind of a goober. Yeah, but do you know what he do you know what he looks that's like? That's my no. point. Like, right? like but he just looks but like every other goober. Right, but that's that is that is why the NBA that is why the NFL does or has to or can market the teams because outside of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady like nobody knows any of these dudes. Nobody knows what do you like Nick Bosa. I'm a, I'm a 49ers. Do you know what Nick Bosa looks like? I don't know what Nick, he's like huge white dude. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's he's like maybe the best defensive player in the, in the NFL. I don't I know what he, he looks changes like. the name on the back of his jersey to huge white dude. Yeah. I don't know what that dude looks like. No idea. Joey <laughs> Bosa. He probably looks, he probably looks similar well, to wait, Joey. What Bosa. number does he wear? He's like 43, probably 45 based on his uh, interest. But like, Oh boy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is it just like dude in 45? Like, is <laughs> uh, looks like uh, it looks like Jared Allen is gonna play tonight. 
Yeah, they were uh, talking about him trying to give it a go. Yeah, he was 50-50. It looks like uh, Shams just said he's playing tonight. So, But I think that is why, because uh, the stars are more recognizable in the NBA than any sport, because we see them, right? You see their face. In the NFL, you don't see anybody's face. Do you think it's possible, though, that the the, the NBA has kind of tapped out that that approach? I think it is. Yeah, uh, possibly. Possibly. Shoe companies aren't marketing these guys in the way that they used to. When was the last time you saw like a a strictly shoe commercial for a guy? Yeah, no, there's no Mars Blackman. <laughs> We're not yeah. sure, yes. Uh, you know, you're right. Uh, not not I, not at all anymore, or not often. Yeah. But and it's like and and like for a long time, ESPN, TNT, the NBA, they essentially got their marketing from Nike, from Adidas, from mm-hmm. Reebok, and converse back in the 80s and and i don't think they've adjusted yet to or readjusted to oh you you're not doing that anymore like <laughs> no you're right no you're you're 100 right and it's not great for the game i guess yeah. my point is espn tnt etc they're not in the business of like moving the game forward they don't care they're in the business they should of, be why wouldn't they, they be because if the, because if the game they are gets in the, bigger, the ratings the get bigger. Of, they're in the business of getting eyeballs on television screens, and they know what works, right? So I used to work in in sports radio mm-hmm. and sports TV, but sports radio is is more illustrative of my point because like every day, you know, you're talking about something, and people would call up and say, you know, oh, why don't you talk about whatever why don't you talk about this team or why don't you talk about this sport right you guys don't talk any nascar or you guys don't talk about golf or you guys don't talk about baseball every day you're just every day you're talking about the nfl or the nba there's nothing going on in the nfl but you're talking about the nfl it's because that's what people want to hear we are i don't care what we talk about i'm not i don't have some agenda i'm trying to push i am talking about what the most people want to listen to and mm-hmm. people program sports radio, sports talk radio shows. The listeners do. And people, NBA viewers, are programming which games are on TNT or ESPN. Because yeah. those are what they, that's what people want. ESPN and TNT say, well, when LeBron plays or when Steph plays, the most people watch. That's it. So we're going to show as many of those games as we can. I don't care if, like, God, Joker's really good. Nobody wants to watch Denver. God, Giannis is a monster. Nobody wants to watch Milwaukee. They're going to take as many Steph and LeBron games as they possibly can. The end. Here's where I I kind of disagree. And and it's not like, I'm not saying what you're saying is is untrue, because that is objectively the way that businesses run. What I would say, though, is that we have seen a giant shift, a tectonic shift in mm. content. In Good word. Yeah, in that like, so the most popular shows out there right now, like The Levitard Show, um, McAfee, uh, you know, Rogan, um, you name it. Like the most, the, most, the most popular shows out there right now, this show, damn right. Yeah, um, there you go. But like, I think the most popular, the most successful shows have an audience that is willing to go wherever that show takes them. And I think that those, those shows are, you know, if, if like, if Dan finds something interesting and he and his, his, his crew 
find an interest, interesting way to purvey it, the audience is going to go with him there. Like, and yeah, that's true. And I think like the NFL has basically done that for years now where, all right, this is a, this is a, a rivalry. This is a historic rivalry um, that that um, we are going to help bolster and then allow the history to bolster itself over the, the, the years that Brady is in New England and Manning is in Indianapolis. Like we are going to allow and and make possible that rivalry to continue while not taking away from other stuff that might be going on in the league at that time. Like, it's so funny that people think about the NFL when it comes to parody, when a handful of like five or six quarterbacks won all of the Super Bowls from like 2000 to 2015. Right. And, and, and the reason that people think of that parody is because like, it's not presented in the same way that the NBA is presented where the only teams that ever get talked about are the Lakers and the Warriors and LeBron and Steph. And I just think like, I think the NBA and its partners need to allow for some trust with their, with their, with their audience and say, look, here's this interesting thing. We can present it to you in the most interesting manner and just trust us, go there with us. I think if, if the NBA wants to take that next step and doesn't want to continue to get lapped by the NFL to the extent that the NBA literally moved their most popular show, <laughs> their most popular studio show from uh, while the NFL was in season, they moved it to, to a completely different night because the right. NFL has lapped them in terms of the way that they have marketed themselves. And and like, you know, the, the NBA and Adam Silver specifically they need to get a little bit more more creative with the way that they present themselves because otherwise, like they're going to start getting passed not just by the NFL, obviously, like and, and continue to lap, but like at some point, is hockey going to jump up no, and bite them? Is soccer going to jump no, up jump no, up and bite them? Absolutely not. Now the one thing that I don't the know, NBA man, had... like they're stuck in neutral, if not in reverse. <laughs>